Now, views from the Chesterfield. So, I was trolling around the internet the other day. I, I fired up the Urban Dictionary because it always makes me laugh. You ever looked up your name on the Urban Dictionary? Isn't that something you look up when you're like in high school? How long has the Urban Dictionary been around? Couldn't even tell you, but the results that came up for Daryl just what? are unbelievable. I'll read the first one. This one, geez, I can just stop right here. Daryl, a very smart and intelligent man. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Strong, funny, and smart. I don't know why they had to put smart after intelligent, but anyway. Uh, can it get any better? Nope. Whenever you need him, he'll be there. Daryl is always a good friend, husband, and dad. I'm one of those things. <laughs> Daryl is good at everything. Video games? Nope. You proved me wrong by beating me 75 to 7 in Madden. Not good at video games. Wow, I'm really not doing well. Math? Not bad. Driving race cars, being a genius, etc. Everyone will always remember Daryl when he is passed. Such a good guy. Deserves more appreciation and recognition from things he does. Phenomenal person. And then in quotes, Daryl is a god. Now I'm going to finish this by saying, I did not write this. Someone else put this. <laughs> I'm glad they put it in there, but. All right, hold on. Dave, most hilarious person you will ever meet. Sweet, kind, and of course, funny and cute. Although he might admit to none of those things. Unbelievably caring and willing to stand up for what he believes in. Stick up for friends, girlfriends, and not afraid to just have fun no matter what anyone thinks. Very intelligent, sometimes even thinks too much into things. He has a lot of friends, but loses his temper easily when it comes to certain things. That is you! Everything that is <laughs> uh, Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, oh, it gets better. Oh, mess with people close to him? Watch out. Very protective and loving and overall just an awesome person. In quotes, my boyfriend is the most amazing guy. His name is David. Okay, well, I won't agree with the quote because that... But everything else in there was kind of accurate. So, hold on. So, people I'm close to call me David. A lot of people at work call me Dave. Is there is that two different things then? Is oh, Dave like a dick? Ah. Dave the dick and David the nice guy? David is, like, is great. Yeah, Jekyll and Hyde syndrome, right? Dave is a fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> All right. This one. <clears throat> Daryl. A man that is known as a male hoe. <laughs> yeah, but he has a great heart did you, did you write this one I did not write this one even though I was a male hoe back in the day very handsome and charming smile a sex machine I don't even know what that is anymore I've been married too long and excuse my language and a pussy monster <laughs> often likes to have his cake and eat it too first of all I hate that statement oh you're trying to have your cake and eat it too when has anyone ever put a piece of cake in front of you and said you just look at it you can't eat it I fucking hate that statement anyway he prides himself on being a joke teller. Okay, I kind of do. But at times his jokes are not as funny as he thinks. <laughs> yeah, that's me. When his buttons are pushed, he turns into a hothead. Well, that's true. <laughs> People love to be around him because he knows how to have a good time. Lo <laughs> He's a low-key alcoholic. <laughs> I, I probably was at one time. Okay, then the quote. I'm not going to say the second word. But that N-word Daryl is a clown. <laughs> You guys can check out what that N-word is if you can't figure it out because I'm not saying it. It's a disgusting word. So that one, a little more accurate towards me besides the N-word thing and a pussy monster. Not sure what that is, but... Oh, man. I had to scroll because a lot of the ones I was reading is about the exact same one. I don't know. This one. Here you go. Dave is the man that always makes you feel special. He's mm -hmm. charming, interesting, clever, and so funny. I agree. Dave has a beautiful, long black hair. <laughs> Well, <laughs> and the most most beautiful and brown eyes. Everyone who meets Dave loves him. 
he is so fun to be around and I'm always finding myself thinking about him. Mm. He's always a flirt and a bit of a tease and gets a kick out of girls getting jealous of each other over him. David is sweet, thoughtful, generous, and respectful of all people. David has a beautiful singing voice and he frequently uses it like a tool to get women into bed. And it <laughs> works. It, it, he tells it like it is total turn on. The guy is addicting. And more you see Dave, the more you crave Dave. David is the best kisser. And yes, 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 in bed, he'll blow your mind. Dave is really an amazing guy. He's gentle and strong and proud. And I'm really happy to know him. And here's the quote. Girl one, did you see that? David just gave that bitch a hug. (laughs) Why is he a bitch? (laughs) He's never given me a hug like that. That bitch Ugh. Oh, girl so two. They're jealous. Yeah. Oh, okay. Girl two. Yeah, what's up with that? Is she his girlfriend or something? Hashtag mind blown. Hashtag Dave addiction. Hashtag reeling in. Do you really think that that girl two said hashtag mind blown? Ha- well, maybe. A lot of people will speak in hashtags, I guess. Doesn't. Yeah, no, no. So you're laughing at the one you just read? I got one that just doesn't beat around the bush. This guy, it is submitted by Dr. Gay. Oh, okay. In 2006. Wow, this one. A turd, Daryl, a turd that touches the water before <laughs> being disengaged from the anus. Or someone who has these qualities. And then they used them in statement. Oh, man, I did the sweetest Daryl today. Look at that. Look at that semi submerged guy. What a Daryl. <laughs> Hashtag dirt, turd, hashtag bog, hashtag shit, hashtag dickhead, hashtag crap. So, Dr. Gay, let me be the first. I'm sure someone else has said this to you. Fuck you. That's, that's, that hurt. Oh, so I had to switch over to Dave's. Dave's. So I went from David to Dave's. Okay, Dave now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's find out if Dave is the Mr. Hyde. He's the fucking Yeah, here we go. (laughs) Dave's are intense. They'll rock your world like no other man. They're also extremely intelligent and will blow your mind with some of the skills they've mastered. They are charismatic when they want to be. They work hard even while seemingly lost, but always end up on the top of their game. They are outspoken and blunt, honest and crass. They can be rude and boisterous. They can have beautiful eyes that betray their sweetness within. Their hair is pleasurable to run your fingers through. They are intensely passionate, driven, and alpha. They are strong, tall, handsome. They're also mischievous and use their intelligence to mess with your head. Sometimes just out of pure boredom. If you aren't nuts, they can drive you nuts. <laughs> if, if you are, they can make you even more nuts. As a friend, they are indispensable, helpful, and loyal, so long as you help them out at times. As a lover, you wish you could keep them always. How in the world does someone even do that? How is that even possible? Clearly, they are a Dave. Jesus. (laughs) And the hashtags are just the same thing. I just, oh, hashtag intense, hashtag passionate, hashtag evil. How come none of yours have to do with a piece of shit that's, like, the next one I got here, I'm going to start with a disclaimer. I had nothing to do with <laughs> any of these events that this person is claiming that Daryl is involved in. And I'm assuming this person's from the UK. Daryl is a shit bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Unequivo- unequivocally, undeniably, and unrelentingly a piece of shit. 
The term Daryl is assigned to someone upon completion of a particularly shit act to another person or people. Now here, this is where I'm going to put the disclaimer in. Nothing to do with any of this. Daryl has allegedly been linked to the September 11th attacks, (laughs) (laughs) the the BP oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico, the Lincoln assassination, the Carter assassination, and the Holocaust. (laughs) Fuck off, man. I won't even say the N-word in the last thing, but yeah, I tried to commit genocide. Daryl will fuck your wife, your sister, your cousin the second he has the chance, and he'll be happy to tell you about it. In short... Daryl is an exceptionally average bloke who's never done anything good. <laughs> the term should not be used lightly as it is appropriately reflect the shitness of the act committed by the person. Hey guys. <laughs> Sorry guys. I forgot to pick up beers and didn't ask for extra barbecue sauce on the pizzas. Bloke too. Fuck you, Daryl. You're a piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> wow. wow. What? Fuck, I'm a hated person, man. So what we get out of this is it's not Dave and David or Jekyll and Hyde. It's David and Daryl that are You're Jekyll and great. Hyde. You're great. I don't want to get too much into this next one, but uh, Dave's have large penises according to this other one. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly do. I can see it from here. Yeah, but sometimes just above average. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes, but it's still above average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're sometimes a- most Daves have large penises. But sometimes they're just above average. Apparently, they no one has met a Dave with a, a small penis. He's got to be out there. I, I think in the coming episodes, it's my new mission. I will find a Dave that has a small penis. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's not you, but we'll find somebody. Oh, Daves, don't ask for much. Just the occasional blowjob and a bacon sandwich. I like both of those things. <laughs> you can't fault anyone for wanting a blowy or a bacon sandwich. Yeah, yeah. at the same time, though, of course. You get eaten the sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. got to be a name for that. A Dave. A Dave. Yeah, I, I want to <laughs> get a Dave. What, what did you do last night? Well, I got a Dave. This one's really short. Daryl, one smart-ass N-word. Hashtag N-word. That's it. I, I just want to say, you are the whitest white person I've ever met. Please I'm a redneck. tell me. <laughs> like, I, I can't, I, I, I need to stop reading these, because here you go, here's one. Dave, number one, beloved. That's what David means, okay? Beloved, mm. okay? Sure. Number two, better than David. Number three, wow. the model of perfect. No man can come close to the glory of which is Dave. Your fiance wrote that. I think so, maybe. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> we don't know yet. Hold on. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. Daves are artistic and funny and always know how to lay down a good massage. Skills that come with Daves include major dexterity in all matters and extensions of limbs and whatnot. Daves have the largest units, brains, and balls. Don't mess with a Dave. <laughs> There's a lot of focus on the penis with Dave's and Davies. <laughs> Dude, I looked at Dave that the wrong way, and he flipped me upside down and slapped me across the face with his massive way. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're a savage. That's... Oh, man. Okay, this one, whoever Chandelar is, and this was like written four months ago, so this is pretty recent, and this guy's very specific, and it also has the N-word in it that I can't use. He's a very stupid-ass fat N-word that can't even afford an Android from Walmart. <laughs> he can't even afford a flip phone. Very specific. That is fat-ass shit got beat up by Dewan. Dewan! They fought over a juice box with a fat ass, and his fat ass still lost. He can't fight and can't run. <laughs> 
<laughs> he gets grounded every day by his mama because he eats all the food every week. The food stamps ran out and his welfare heaven ass is broke. Oh shit, I'm fat as fuck. I'm lazy as fuck. And then in a the sentence, Daryl is fat as fuck. Fuck you, man. <laughs> that was really specific. Like he, he's talking about someone he knows. Uh, Can, like can't afford a Samsung from Walmart? That happened. <laughs> There's no way that didn't happen. <laughs> I got two back-to-back here. Uh, Dave is Dave a strong but awesome person. Dave a loving person for his family. He will protect his family and will never chet on his wife and his awesome friend. He won't chet on... No. You don't chet on your wife? No. And, and, and is an awesome friend. A friend. A friend. Yeah. You are. You yeah. know what, man? Yeah. You and I have known each other quite a while. You are an awesome friend. I appreciate that. The other one, a term used to refer to the coolest person in the group, obviously in this room. Are you just like finding the great ones or is there, has there been really none that have been insulting? I really wanted to have one that I could just like lay into. I got nothing. So I have nothing. When you have time, Urban Dictionary, Dave and David. We should have swapped names and I should have found (laughs) the ones for you. This one, I'd like to take credit for this one. But I'm assuming it's also talking about another African American person. Daryl, a six foot eight tall glass of chocolate milk. Daryl is hot. Well, that's finally. Finally, a good one for you. Chocolate milk, and I'm, I'm that's about eight inches taller than it I am. It could be. So. It could be white chocolate milk. Mm, mm. Never had that, but I would like to. Yep. And then more and more about girls talking about uh, Dave's penises. Oh my God, have you had sex with Dave? Yes, he's the best ever, and I've slept with over sixteen men. I know, right? He is so good at, with his penis on the subject of his wang. It's so big. Like, it just keeps going on. Like, I don't, I, I, I can't find one bad one. I, I, I'm, I'm feeling kind of sad. This one's not bad, but it's just weird. Daryl, a sweet and hilarious name for a cigarette. And then, oh, this is the best part. Now they have a script. Guess who the first person speaking is? Dave. <laughs> Dave says, hey, you want to go outside and smash a few Daryls? <laughs> And then, hey, I was wasted last night. Can I bum a Daryl? I smoked all mine last night. Hashtag smoke, hashtag dart, hashtag fag, hashtag sick. So. I just want to go. So I'm trying. I'm really trying. I went to Davis. And guess what I found? Davis is tall, sexy, and, uh, and muscular. Uh, Davis? I, Davis. I've try, I'm trying everything. I'm about to try Davy. <laughs> just trying to find one that's just like... He's fr- Davis, fresh to death, hopeless romantic. Yeah, fresh to death. Okay, this one is kind of giving me goosebumps. I'm going to read it, okay. and then I'm going to tell you why. Daryl, verb, to vomit profusely into one's tent while camping. <laughs> Let's be careful not to drink too much this time. We don't want to Daryl the tent. <laughs> Grade 10, <laughs> we go out to the local camp spot get way too drunk i was trying to sleep in a lounger but it was really cold and my buddies were like no daryl get in the tent get in the tent they drugged me into the tent the minute they got me in there i puked all over everybody (laughs) on their sleeping bags on them and then i and then my last words were as i was leaving the tent fucking told you not to bring me in here (laughs) put it on them but that's weird i don't recognize the name of who uploaded that but that okay that's I don't need to go on anymore. We right. just found the definition to Daryl because it's true. I found Davey. He probably has the worst one so far. So Davey. Davey. Okay. Like Davey Crockett. Davey yeah. Boy Smith. Davey Jones. Yep. All right. So here's the two. And the, and, and you know what? Even these two, I, I don't know if they're bad. Okay. So I'll go with this one. Davey. Extremely stingy or hoarding. 
That's it. Extremely stingy or, or hoarding. hoarding. Yep. Yeah, see, it's not really that bad. No, no, no. But this is the worst. Jeez. Here's here's another one. Here's the worst one. It might not be the worst. Like I, a person who is gay AF is skinny and super handsome with a huge cock. This goes back to the cock. It's all about the penis with Dave's, isn't it? So if I like change my name to Dave legally, will my dick grow? <laughs> I might. All of a sudden my pants get tighter. I'm like, oh, it is. I got one here that's kind of insulting, but it's kind of nice. Daryl is a crackhead. Not really. He loves to party and thinks of stupid things to do. He's always down to make you laugh. He can be a bitch, but not on purpose. <laughs> He's not super smart, but smart enough to make it life. He is a what? He is a high key god when it comes to making people laugh or or happy. He wants to do something that will make him re be remembered for the rest of his life. Daryl is the goat. <gasps> I'm stopping there. Uh, That's the one. I figured out what your problem is. If, if Other call, than call my is, mom then, because she's been trying no, to figure that no. out for a while. I figured out your problem. It isn't because your name isn't Dave. It's because you have one too many R's in your name. Because if you went D-A-R-Y-L, it's, it's a game changer? It's, it's game changer. Oh, so I should just change my name. Yeah, example. Here we go. A badass zombie walking slayer, bow and arrow shooting badass redneck. That's kind of me. <laughs> I haven't killed a zombie yet, but it's happened. It's Oh, God, this one sucks. Daryl is not a boy's name. It's the name of a man. Yeah. <laughs> a manly man. Daryl is a one-syllable name and should be pronounced as one. Not as Darrell. Daryl. Still kind of too Daryl. Hey, still. Daryl. 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 None of the Daryl business. That's just another name. I don't know what that part means. But apparently, the one too many R. That's so I just got to drop an R. Yeah. Okay, this one. I, I should have stopped at the one that said Daryl's the goat, but I have to say this one, and it fucked this guy. Daryl. A gay guy that likes dick. <laughs> Hashtag gay. And I have talked about Dave Dicks in this, so maybe yep. it's not. Uh... Daryl, an awesome person. Maybe. By unicorn rainbows. A hot guy with tan legs with a nice hairstyle. <laughs> well, bald as a cue ball, so that's not true. <laughs> also, a cute smile makes your heart skip a beat. He's a sporty guy who also good at his studies. All-round guy. All right, I wrote that one. Right. Yeah, because I wanted to have hair. <laughs> yeah. So, so you screwed up and missed an R when you were yeah. writing it up? Guess what, Dave? What? I think it's time for... It's time to call Sean Connery. No, 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 no. We did not discuss this. I know we didn't, but uh, it's happening. Please. Please, no. Dave, I think it has to happen. I thought we were friends. Oh, we're friends. But this needs to happen. I am totally against this. I do not want to have this phone call. All right. We'll see if you say that when we're done. I, I, Hello. I, Sean. Yay. So, uh, folks, this is Sean Connery. Uh, he's going to be our guest tonight. Can you please spell your name? Uh, S-E-A-N-C-O-N-N-E-R-Y, just like the actor. Perfect. He spells at a third grade level. Perfect. <laughs> Dave was just expressing how much he did not want to make this phone call but i told him we had to do it because you know you're just you're probably the most interesting man in the world i really wish i was 40 years old and get a could get like a prostate exam than rather talk to you on the phone well you're uh twice that age so you probably had a few of those <laughs> wow <laughs> wow and this is why i did not want to have this conversation we're going to start with a few li little questions here sean 
Okay. What, what's your favorite movie? A favorite movie? Uh, <laughs> put me on the spot here for that one. Broke, broke Back Mountain? Um, Godzilla, where you eat all the children? <laughs> God, I... Uh, yeah, Godzilla, go yes, God. Uh, let's go with Princess Mononoke by uh, Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, can we get a translator in here, please? <laughs> can we get that in English? <laughs> it's as English as you're going to get. All right. If a woodchuck could chuck wood, how many times do you masturbate a day? <laughs> well, it depends. Do I have a picture of Dave handy? Wow. Wow. See, this is this why. Is, this is getting – now I see why you didn't want to make the call. This is why I wanted to make the call. <laughs> I knew it was going to go this direction. But please, Sean, answer the question. How many times? Uh, well, you know, I'm married, so it's kind of dead and limp and just kind of hanging there. So, Zero? Pretty much. Wow. All right. This is the lightning round. We're. I'm going to start firing off questions. You got to answer them without thinking. Okay. Okay. Red or black? Red. Pizza or burgers? Pizza. Summer or winter? Summer. How attracted are you to your father on a scale of one to ten? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I want to go back to this. Hold on. You asked me. You asked if there was a picture of me <laughs> when masturbating. Do you know what we did earlier today? We, we looked up our names on UrbanDictionary.com. And you know what we found out? David means big dick, really. That's all it means. Yeah, literally every every definition of Dave, David, Davis. Davey, Davis. They all had one thing in common. Big cocks. So basically you're a giant disappointment to the cocks. Say that again? You're a giant disappointment to the cocks. A giant disappointment of cocks? <laughs> to the cause. To the Oh, I'm a giant disappointment to the cause. Oh, I thought you said to cocks. I'm like, wow. I'd appreciate it while you're on the phone with us that you take the dick out of your mouth so we could understand you. <laughs> so I felt like it'd be a good idea to go over what yours says. So we, we went over what Daryl's. Urban Dictionary thing went. Yep. I went over mine. We should go over what yours says. You want to hear it? Sure. Why not? Sean is the type of person who is seriously such a dingus. Sometimes. <laughs> however, Sometimes. <laughs> however, he's the coolest, most chill dingus you'll ever meet. He is super talented, smart, weird, and amazing. He's insanely adorable and sweet. He knows how to make the best out of situations, and that's what makes him so great to be around. If you get a hold of a Sean, you're pretty lucky. Oh, and apparently he really knows how to piss people off. Oh, Sean. Is that what it said? Yeah. Oh, that's all pretty accurate. Yep. Except the good stuff. Yeah. And you know <laughs> you know what? I know how to piss Sean's off. Goodbye. And that's uh, our call with Sean Connery. Tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we ended that call. We just... No, no, no. You didn't end that call. You wanted to ask him more questions. If it was up to you, we would have been talking to Sean for like an hour and a half. I love Sean, but what I, I was... That's the nice. I was I on don't. my phone, I wasn't looking up questions. I thought that your review of the name Sean was too nice. I was trying to find one closer to the review of Daryl. Just one that <laughs> shits all over him. And? Did you find one? I didn't have time. You hung up on him. <laughs> Next week. Go, go ahead. Let's. Can you find one? All right. You're telling me that he's not a, just a dingus. Well, he is a dingus, he's but a there dingus. was a lot of nice stuff in there. 
And, you know, he is really a good guy. I want to say that. No, these are all nice. Yeah. Fuck this, man. Why am I the only guy that sucks on Urban Dictionary? I have to admit, another and I'm one. Black. Yeah, he, he has, has comments about his dick as well. And it's very descriptive. I'm just going to read it. I, I'm not, this is not. This is from Urban Dictionary. Okay. He has an absolutely massive dick called Steve. That is almost <laughs> nine inches long and thick. I measured oh. 6.5 inches round and some nice big balls attached to. So 6.5 inches around. Yep. That's a that's a punishment stick. That's not. He's not getting. You couldn't do anything with that. Oh, this even gets better. I I'm pretty sure when I looked up Dave, there was not five plus pages. David definitions. Oh. But Sean has a lot. Sean has a lot. But they're all kind of nice. They haven't met him. <laughs> Sean is a guy who really likes any bitch he sees. <laughs> he, he has a super huge fucking cock, except he's such a fucking cunt to people. <laughs> Alright, I'm not reading that one. That one's a little... I don't like saying that word. No. I have daughters, man. I don't say that. Yeah, they're all nice. So why is it that you don't get anything nice? Look at this. It's all about dicks on here, except for Daryl. <laughs> Sean is a sexy, lovable guy with a long dick. Most girls would only dream of being or sleeping with a guy like Sean. In a sentence, Sean has a long dick. Oh, and this was submitted by LeBron James. Look at the... Oh, wait. Le James Braun. <laughs> no, I found the perfect one to describe him. A ping-ass boy who likes to suck his own 8-inch penis and gets, a, it gets loads of hot girls and guys. Oh, hey, Sean. I like to rip your pants off and suck your big dick. Why does everyone have monster hogs except me? <laughs> wow, I'm I'm serious. This has been a real sobering experience for me. Every person's name we look up, uh, everyone has big dicks. They're yep. wanted by women. Yep. Except me. I'm a piece of shit that stays in someone's ass and touches the water at the same time. Fuck, and I have a small dick apparently. Uh, I'm glad we learned this. Now we don't have to question who's got the big dick. Apparently, oh. Urban Dictionary knows. I'm still scrolling. This one couldn't be more to the point. Sean, someone with a huge penis. <laughs> Yo, Sean has a huge dick. No, he doesn't. Oh, man. Like, Ed, the greatest man ever would destroy anybody in a fight also has a massive cock. I'm done with Urban Dictionary, man. Or, I'm, you know, I'm changing my name. <laughs> Tune in next week. I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> do you think? Do you think Randy's looked his name up? Randy Santel. Yeah. When he joins oh, us later he, in this he, podcast. When he joins us later in this podcast, yeah. I I think we need to just spring it on him. Just ask him if Be he like, ever has. You ever looked up your name in the Urban Dictionary? And he he's he's such a nice guy. Oh no, I never have. And I'll, do you mind if we give you some of the definitions <laughs> for Randy? That's perfect. So get ready for that because that's. <laughs> Because you just heard what our names are. I sure Randy has some bad ones in there. Unless it says a great guy from the southern part of the states that's a competitive eater. And <laughs> maybe, but. Maybe it's like two on the nose. Could be. Yeah. But I can't wait to interview that guy. So I got to bring this up because it's really making me mad. And I'm going to verify the numbers first. But have you heard Tony Romo's new salary with CBS to be a fucking commentator? I haven't, but name one football commentator better than Tony Romo. No, no. First of all, I want to say that right now. He's probably my favorite to listen to. I love it. I, I love watching Tennessee games because when he's there, it's like you should watch my fiance and I 
when he comes on, I scream like a little child because I like hearing his insight because he's he's one of the best. And he he reads the play before yeah. it happens. He tells you, okay, he's probably going to be a sweep writer. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, they li- they lined up the box. You know where they're going. So his contract, they tried offering to Peyton Manning. Actually, he turned it down. I don't think I could listen to Peyton Manning. I don't know. Yeah, he's telling he's <laughs> dummy, but he looks like. He used to play football in like the 1800s when they didn't have helmets and his head just adapted to being a helmet. That's what, although Peyton Manning's awesome. Uh, No. Fair enough. I know why you don't like him. We'll get into that another day. 180 million over 10 years. That fucking guy is being paid more than most football players to sit in a booth for CBS and call plays. 180 million for the next 10 years. No, so 180 over 10 years. So he's making 18 million a year to do commentary for the NFL. And now that I'm reading this, why the fuck would Peyton Manning turn that down? I I just want to put that out there, CBS. I am looking for a job. I can commentate darts for you. I'll do darts, ping pong, as long as I can curse. Uh, That's insane. I'll be... Badminton. I'll I'll be there. Badminton. Uh poker go fish something where we can talk like this the whole time yeah some like golf yeah let's get on for the club. okay i don't i don't want to come to golf here's tiger swing and he cheated on his wife <gasps> see that's we could be, maybe maybe i do want to do golf if we can do that kind of stuff and jeez um i actually think how great would this be starting in different you know like there's the extreme football league now it's not really extreme. It's not really extreme, but it's a little different. Well, I think they should do an extreme golf league or the XGA or something, the Extreme <laughs> Golf Association. And I can't take credit for this idea because someone else said it, but let me try to find the rules for the Extreme Golf League. And Does it involve like power bombing someone through a table made of golf clubs? No, not quite that far. Okay. But it's more like geared towards golfers like Happy Gilmore. You got to be able to golf, but uh, it's you can swear. Uh, <laughs> getting angry after missing a putt is encouraged. Uh, they allow mulligans, but you have to crush a beer every time you take a mulligan. Um, God, I got to find these. They, they, it was brilliant. All right, so these are, these are some of the rules. The XGA, the Extreme Golfers Association. No dress code. Alcohol is permitted during play. Fans are allowed to make noise whenever they want. Out-of-bound shots re- uh, result in the loss of a club. <laughs> Double bogeys are worth, worse result in the golfer having to shotgun a beer. <laughs> and John Daly is the commissioner. All caddies will be mic'd up. Brilliant. All par threes have stadium seating. You get one mulligan per round. Club used for mulligans must be a putter. So if you want to take a mulligan off the tee, you got to hit it with a putter. If you three putt, it involves in the it involves the loss of your putter. So if you have more than th- three or more putts, you lose your putter. You can't use it again for the rest of the round. Sweet. And you'll need to putt with like another club. I think that's all the rules he had. But now, as you, not a person that watches golf, would you not watch that? No. Yes, you absolutely I would. Not. You guys are getting drunk and you, their caddies are mic'd and you can swear and. People are like, ah, they're making noise the whole time trying to screw the guy up off the tee. And do you remember going golfing this past summer? Mm -hmm. Does that not just sound like us playing golf? Exactly. So why would I want to watch it when I can do it? 
True. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> but it gives guys like us a shot at making the pros. Okay, fair. I can, I can accept. Maybe I would want to golf more. Yeah. It might make you want to golf more. Yeah. I can use my uh, driver like a pool cue and I putt with it and I've actually sunk putts with it. So I'm cool there if I lose my putter. <laughs> I, I'm in. I think they should implement these rules right away. Start their own league. Wear anything like cut off jean shorts and a wife beater while you're golfing. <laughs> like, <laughs> it might make, hey, you know, it might make it more fun. You might have some uh, people that come like wear like ridiculous outfits and then complain that they lost because it weighed 40 pounds. Oh, man. That could happen. Like you could have WrestleMania type entrances for the first hole. You could do costume changes for the whole. It, it might actually, I might actually watch that. You watch that, but. Since the first thing you touched on, if for those of you who don't live in the real world, Deontay Wilder wore a 40-pound costume out to the ring before he fought Tyson Fury, and he said it weighed too much, his legs got jello-y, and didn't work. Now I want you to open up Google and Google Deontay Wilder Canada Jacket. Someone wrote a fake news article. <laughs> no, I'm just going to let you read this because I was pissing myself laughing at the, was it last night, night before. You know, <laughs> poor guy. Headline, Deontay Wilder in hospital after trying on a Canada goose coat. Yeah, a goose down jacket. Oh, no. It was too heavy for him. Guy. I, he's, he's in fine spirit. He's in fine spirit, though, yeah. Like, his legs are working again. And, but, yeah. man. Those after suffering, uh, suffering multiple injuries, trying on this Canada goose coat at the University Mall in his hometown of, I'm not pronouncing that, hometown. Tuscaloosa? Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. I'm, I'm assuming, I'm not reading it, but that's what it sounds like, is Tuscaloosa. It looks like Tuscaloosa. Can they afford it? It was probably imported. Did Donald Trump allow this? I don't know. Was it like a like border, snake across the border type incident? Ooh. And can, can, he, can he be charged? Probably. Can he, can he be charged for wearing Canadian goods? <laughs> With after all the shit Trump's done? Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, anyone that's listening to this from the United States... It's not that fucking cold here. Don't come up, uh, don't come up north and cross the border in July with your with your skis. No, please do. Oh well, yeah, because please do. My cousin used to be a border guard uh, somewhere in the Maritimes in Canada, and he said in August people were coming up from the states bringing their skis, and he was, "Where are you heading?" They're like, Just "Canada." I think they were going to like New Brunswick or something. And he's like, why do you have skis? Like, so we can go skiing? Like, looking at him like, he's the fucking idiot. And he goes, look around, man. Like, <laughs> you do know that it doesn't snow here all year. And we do have a summer. And it does get warm here. They couldn't, they could not believe it. Okay, we fit this Chesterfield into my igloo. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Everyone in Canada lives in igloos. Yes. All we eat is poutine. Yes. We do say A a lot. Yeah. I will absolutely... Admit to that, eh? And what other stereotypes do we get? Yeah, all we wear is red and black plaid shirts. You, you make toques? Oh, toques. Toques in July. But people in the States don't call them toques. When I was down in Coeur d'Alene, they laughed at me when I called it a toque, and they said, it's called a beanie. And I said, no. No, it's a toque. A fucking beanie is a nerd hat, one of those, like, <laughs> it's like an oversized yarmulke with a fucking propeller on it. That's a beanie. Canadian stereotypes piss me off. That's no do to boot it. New do yeah, a boot. We don't say a boot. We say a bout. <laughs> All Elite Wrestling. Yes. They had a huge event this past they weekend. They did. You're saying, now I'm 
been out of it for a while. I'm an Attitude Era guy. Yeah. You're saying that they're competing with the WWE, and you are a diehard wrestling fan. You're saying you enjoy it maybe more than the WWE. I enjoy it more, whether they're competing, not yet. Sorry, I don't mean on a dollar for dollar or yeah. an event, but you meet like just pure entertainment. And pure entertainment. It it all depends what you like. I think the reason WWE's been so good for so long is because they like the people that watch it are looking for superheroes. They're looking for those big jacked guys that are your Brock Lesnar. Yeah, or... you're, you you want to see those superhero type guys. For me, I I want to see entertainment, mm-hmm. and it's not entertainment's not always about storylines. Like coming out of last week's pay per view, you had. Goldberg, who's 147 years old, beat the <laughs> hottest wrestler in that company by far, The Fiend. Goldberg, oh, okay. at the age of 54, I believe he is, is the world heavyweight champion. Or the they undisputed, gave him the belt? The universal championship. They gave him the belt. They took it off the one of the hottest wrestlers. And I don't know if they feel like they're protecting The Fiend, but it was supposed to be Roman Reigns versus The Fiend at WrestleMania. And that all changed because it looked like it was going to be Roman who was going to beat The Fiend. Okay. Can't figure out how to beat him. But the thing is, is I, I I have more faith in Roman Reigns beating the Fiend because at least they would wrestle and go through a whole match. Where Goldberg spent three minutes just blundering his way through and barely picked up Bray Wyatt for his finish. Do you remember back in the days of WCW, Goldberg just holding people up there? He picked up the well, he was the giant then, but he picked up the big show in Jackhammer. Yeah, I remember and, and, those days. And he made it look easy. And now he kind of just rolled over with Bray Wyatt. He could pick up the giant or the big show or whatever you want to call him, but he had to do um, some like little rollover to get the pin. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, and he is one of the greatest, Ric Flair was like 675 years old and he was still winning titles. Correct. But why is that different then? It isn't. That's what I'm saying. WWE is very good at giving you your superheroes and giving you your nostalgia. Okay, I get but that. You don't... Not everyone's into that. Like, I, I feel like the best product on WWE is NXT. That's I, that's their developmental league. Right. And it's I, it's the same thing as you hear a lot of people saying, you know what, I prefer watching college football or college basketball more than the NFL because it just seems like they want it more. They're not getting the big dollars. That They're still getting paid nicely, but they're not the big contracts. They're not your Becky Lynch's, your John Cena's, your Roman Reigns. They're not getting that t- type of money for being on the third show. And But when you compare them, so you have NXT and All Elite Wrestling on at the same night. All Elite's beating them in the ratings. Is that right? Yeah. And it's, it's just, I think it's just more wrestling set out for the, the type of fan I am. It's entertainment. You want to watch people. Yeah, athletics. you purist. But it's not like, purist. Like, think about it. Like, you're telling me Orange Cassidy is pure wrestling? Like, I know the fans no, in uh, I mean, the fans in Chicago thought he was like that was wrestling between Pac and Orange Cassidy. I think Orange Cassidy is one of the greatest wrestlers just to come out in the last little bit because he does nothing. The less he does with that character, the, the, better. M- the more he does not give a yeah. fuck, the more people like him. Yeah. The more he doesn't give answers in interviews. <laughs> <laughs> Hands in his pockets. If anyone hasn't checked this guy out, go to YouTube and look him up. He he has made me laugh for hours on end. He's brilliant and he does nothing. So it's not, I wouldn't say purist because you, it's the comedy spot of the show. No, I mean just purist, not because it's things like that. I mean, you love professional wrestling. Yes. And those guys get down to the basics. I don't find it entertaining. Think of it as a UFC fight for you. When you when you spend 50 bucks, do you really want to see a first round knockout in 10 seconds? Depends who it is. Like there's certain guys. Think, like okay. For, for Francis example. Francis Ngano in the heavyweight division is, is a, 
one of the scariest human beings I've ever seen. I love when he KOs a guy in 30 seconds. I have to admit, I, I saw the clip of Conor McGregor when he came back. And the, that 40 seconds of just pure, holy cow, what happened? I got excited. It's exciting. But then to answer your question, do you, all do you, in all, no. You feel gypped. I like to see a war. Yeah. Like, I hate bringing him up. Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz, one, well, two. One, he got tapped out in the second, I think. But uh, two was a war. Yeah. Five rounds, beating the shit out of each other. No blocking. Yeah, so you're right. That's why I kind of like pro wrestling. Is it you can't just fake some or slamming yourself into a mat? No, it's choreographed. It's no. choreographed fighting. It's there's still injuries. Yeah, like it's not a. It's not a. Yeah, it's predetermined. Yeah, predetermined choreographed fighting it's, is the it's best scripted, way to put it. Is really all it is. Yeah, I don't like when people say it's fake. No, because it's not CG. The stuff's actually happening. It, it's not fake. It's yeah, it's choreographed, predetermined fighting. It's a show. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. And you know what? After watching, like, the match I believed was the best match of the night had to been Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus the Young Bucks. So I think that one match, is just the storyline in that one match was amazing. You had four friends fighting each other. How far are you going to take it to win the tag team titles? And even at the end of the match, once it looked like the friends were trying to make up, Adam Page was having none of it. He was getting jealous and he wanted to rip Kenny Omega's head off with a uh, buckshot lariat. At the very end mm-hmm. of the match, just kind of like, just with the, the look on his face, wanting to rip him apart. So, I'll tell you, man, they're convincing. Yeah. They are um, very convincing with their acting, so to speak. But being that it's predetermined and planned and choreographed, I'm now giving you the reins. You all, you, I'm, I'm a huge fan of supergroups. DX, NWO, Nation of Domination, guys like that. You've got to build from any era. You've got to take six guys and make your super group. Anyone. You've got to build your super group. Why do you have to make it from any era? What do you mean? So. Any wrestling, like any era. It could be Hogan. Oh, no. Fuck Hogan. Yeah, fuck Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> but the Hogan days, the Attitude Era, the current, the ECW, AEW. That's so hard because each era. It's a different type. Like I, I don't know if I can make one that's gonna have like you could take from bits and pieces, because I think my favorite like in the '90s was the Heart Foundation. Like, I can't believe I left them out as a proud Canadian. Yeah, the Heart Foundation. That, that was like yeah. one of my favorite. You had DX. As you moved on past the Heart Foundation, then you had like the that was your Attitude Era jumping point. But the fact that just being Canadian made you like super villains in the states, but yet. It was it was always fun watching the Raws because you go one night you're in the states and you're telling them that they're the the toilet of the United States and if you were to put a giant toilet that's where you'd be and then you go to Canada and you're just beloved and screaming and everyone's singing oh Canada like like the highs and lows yeah I, so like it's hard because as a Canadian I'd love to make a new Heart Foundation just the new because I know they've tried it before like the Americans and stuff like that right after the Attitude Era. But there's nothing that can live up to that. So it's kind of hard. And, but I mean, like, but without the would story- you take The Rock, Stone Cold, Taker, See, and a few other guys and put them in there? But that's but, conflicting personalities. Like, you got to have them. But maybe maybe I'm overthinking it because in, to me, I'm like, okay, you need to have a story. What's the storyline? No storyline. But how Just, do you put a group together? I know that's tough. And this is me not being as hardcore <laughs> as you. Just try. And... Entertainment value, great mic skills, because that's 
arguably one of the most important things. Athletic ability, able to still whoop ass in the ring, not just a bunch of bitches that can talk in the mic and run off. Just put together a super group. I, oof. Yeah, it's tough. Because there's so many good ones out there. But Okay, if I was going to build a super group of just like, oof, I, I, I would want... I want Marty Skrull in there. Who? Marty Skrull. If you don't know who he is, maybe you want to YouTube him. Marty? Is yeah. he a new guy? Or? He's a little bit newer. He's, he's in Ring of Honor. I think I, you're going to have a little bit of research and have to look him up. Uh, I'd definitely put him in a group with CM Punk. I think CM Punk would be the the leader. Punk would be the leader? Punk would be the leader. Okay. you got someone who's amazing on the mic, someone who the fans can get behind and hate, love, whatever you want. You have Marty Skrull. Marty Skrull's name is the villain, Marty Skrull. So kind of giving you an idea of kind of what type of group I'd be putting together. I think you need to have a... I think you would want... I know it's my... He's fresh right now, but I think The Fiend. If you're going to make a villain group... um, It's kind of of like villain enterprises right now, Marty Skrull. They have uh, PCO. Um, Remember the Quebecers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's still wrestling. He just lost the world title in Ring of Honor. He's 50-plus years old. I was going to say, that guy's the, old, he's, man. He's like my he's dad. In, he's inhuman. Like, the things he's doing, like, he's throwing himself off the top rope and back bumping on the cement floor. Is he still in good shape? Oh, he's he's a Quebec. If you remember P, or, uh, Pierre Carl Oulette or whatever his name was, oh, he's, I think he was the pirate at one point. Still a big boy? Yeah, he's still a big boy. <laughs> you put the fiend in there just for, like, the... the, the Kind of like the ministry idea. You had the Undertaker, and then you had like Midian, and like all these weirdos. I think oh, you, yeah. you you have CM Punk leading just this misfit band of evildoers. So you have Punk. Then you got to find that tag team because you can't. If you're gonna build a group, you need a tag team. Because you it, have to have a tag. Kind of like in uh, NXT. You want them to be able to. Sorry, but you want them to be able to take over every aspect. And you want the, tag all team the belts. titles, intercontinental, you, you everything. Want, you want the world. You want the intercontinental. You want the beast the guy that can just terrorize and yeah. go through it and you want the tag team so oh man i'm already putting together a group to fight these guys <laughs> <laughs> and i'll tell you why after okay oh man now I, i'm really stumped on this tag team you know there's a lot of good old tag teams there's a lot of good old tag teams but seeing i'm kind of staying in the 2000s i think from what I've seen, like the Usos, uh, amazing tag team, but what they've done going from like the Hawka dancers, like their Samoan heritage kind of coming out to like the, these, or the Uso penitentiary, and like, you know what? These guys are like tough asses. Mm-hmm. I think they would be like the right goons. I think they're, I, I feel like I'm building like the inner circle of just villains because you get so comparable, like AEW's inner circle. You got Chris Jericho, CM Punk. You're gonna the idea for Bray Wyatt would be uh, Jack, Jake Hager, and just like the muscle. You have Sammy Guevara. You got Marty Scroll, the smaller guy that can. Is Jake Hager still wrestling? He wrestled. He wrestled Dustin at at the pay per view on Saturday. Oh really? Because yeah. he's been. He's, he's, this... he's Jack Swagger, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, been fucking some people up in Bellator, fight like actual. Yeah. Bloody fighting. He's yeah. he's pretty tough, man. So how many do you got? I got five. Okay. Obviously Stone Cold. He's my. Yeah. He's my ride or die wrestler. For, yeah. I, I always. Him versus him and Punk would feud. Yeah, I've I always that, I always wanted to see them fight. I think everybody's always wanted to see those two fight. Their mic skills comparable, very comparable. Yeah, I think Austin's probably a little bit better, but yeah. they're both very serious, and yeah. that would be great. The Rock to take on the Fiend, 
Because if you imagine, if you remember back in the Attitude Era days, The Rock was the best at making fun of weirdos. He made fun of mankind. He made fun of Kane, like putting the "Ah, my name's Kane." Yep. The Undertaker, he'd roll his eyes back in his head, yep. and so he'd be good. They would match up perfectly. Yep. They're both very athletic, good, good wrestlers, but their mic skills. The yep. Rock would make fun of them. He'd still be the creepy guy, and I think that'd be perfect. Oh, I can't wait to hear what you're gonna say to fight Marty Skrull, who you've never seen a thing. Never of. seen him. I just want to have a. <laughs> I want a quick look at him, and then I'll I'll decide because he I would really bi- hope, if he's a bitch. Then I would really hope you would be like, oh yeah, Marty Skrull's gonna fight your Andre the Giant, and no. <laughs> okay, I'd fight this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's ooh, that's a tough one. Who would I put against him? Because I want to throw like Taker in there, but he wouldn't be a good match against Taker. All right, Taker. so honestly, now 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 that we're talking about this, now my head's going, and now I'm like, oh, I want to sub people. This might be a uh, talk for our next podcast. Let's put together two fractions to fight each other. Okay, let's do that the next yeah. one, but I have one more that I'm really interested in. I don't even want to touch on this one. I just want to see what you do. Okay. you got to create the ultimate pay-per-view. Every title is on the line. The women's title, yeah. the tag team title, the intercontinental, the hardcore uh, the, and then just the heavyweight, like the world championship. Yeah. Who's fighting who? Any era, any league. This is your league. You ha- you ha- now have access to all the wrestlers. Who's fighting who? Who wins? All right. So obviously, I'm gonna have to take. I can't do this. You I'm... can do this. No, no, no. Yes. Uh, on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I I just rebuild WrestleMania 17 at this point. What one was that one? Uh, Rock and Austin main event. Is that the one where the Rock stole the camera? No, I don't think so. And he was like, finally, The Rock's got his own show. And he and then he panned over and Austin was waiting there, ready to stun him. I don't think so. Maybe. But Maybe. I mean, it, it's it's Rock and Austin, Taker and Triple H. You had a hardcore match. You had uh, um, the tag team titles was the um, TLC match. Dudley's, Edge and Christian, Hardy the, Boys. Yep, that, well, yes, I remember this pay-per-view. Yeah, My brother and I re- watch it together. The gr- greatest WrestleMania of all time. Probably the greatest wrestling pay-per-view yeah. ever. It's gotta be one of the top. Like, yeah. It'd be very hard to find one that stacks up with a, that stack of a card. I like the, uh, just because of this match, but Austin versus uh, Shawn Michaels. That's still... No, WrestleMania 13. 13. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that with my grandfather. God rest his soul. Oh, sorry, 14. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 13 was, four, was, was 13. Uh, 13 was Taker versus Sid. Is that where... Rock... Uh, that's where Bret Hart and Stone Cold... That's where Stone Cold was born. Yes, he had him in the sharpshooter. Yeah. He refused to tap. He was Blind. bleeding everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Okay, let's just... You're having a trouble putting it all together. Because you, It's not like... If you want to come at me and go, you know what? Put your attitude best one or come with the new... Any wrestler nowadays. It's hard to kind of... Put it all together. Pick your dream hardcore match. I mean, obviously, my ob- from the Attitude Era, I've got one candidate has to be in there. Dream hardcore match. Well, uh, doesn't Mick Foley have to? I was going to say kind of Cactus Jack kind of has to be. Yeah, there. like Mick Foley did some crazy shit, but Cactus Jack back in the days with Terry Funk, those mm-hmm. two used to murder each other in the ring. Like, God, Cactus Jack. I I don't know. I'd love to see. Raven versus Cactus Jack. Raven's a good one. Cactus, or like Raven doesn't have to be hardcore, but the those storylines he can put to. Oh. What about Tommy Dreamer? He's a 
a great, great guy. No, no, say it. You're not a fan? <laughs> I'm not a big fan He's of Tommy. He's a good Dreamer. hardcore guy. I, I don't know. I, th- I, I think Tommy Dreamer, Dreamer was perfect for ECW, but I don't... Yes. I, I don't see Tommy Dreamer being... I think he's the face of ECW, but I don't find him the face of hardcore. No, maybe... No. I, I mean, when you think hardcore, there's... Yeah. Mick Foley's yeah. up there, like, Terry Funk. May, okay, if we're going to go with Dream hard, Hardcore match, Tommy Dreamer versus Raven. Because though the, that fuse that, that was they had hardcore, like that was that's all they did was the feud over <clears throat> like Tommy Dreamer's family that what they did in ECW. Poof, it, it, you could add tables and chairs and stuff. It didn't have to be like uber violent, but I think that would be a okay. Actually, let's do this since we're gonna table the Dream faction. Yeah, let's table the Dream pay per view. Okay. So we can actually put some thought into it. Yeah. Let's come back next week. It has to have story. You have to explain the storylines on why they're fighting. I'll try my best on that. <laughs> You're going to crush me there. But let's give ourselves some homework. Let's revisit okay. this the next on views too. Okay. And let's see what what happens. Deal. I've had this going in my mind since we've had this conversation. You made a comment about CGI and how it's not in wrestling. Do you know what movie I watched the other day? Great. I, I want to guess this. Okay. It has to do with wrestling? No, not oh. wrestling. Just CGI. Bad, bad CGI. What, what era? Like what year? Nah, ni- late 1990s. What genre of movie? Uh, monster movie. Monster movie, shitty CGI, 90s. Wouldn't be King Kong. No. Wouldn't be God. No, I don't think they did a Godzilla movie in the 90s. Did they do a God... Oh, the one from 2000 with Matthew Broderick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that movie sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what the best part of that movie was? The fucking soundtrack. The soundtrack was great. (laughs) I I was up late. I was up late one night and I was like, oh my God, Godzilla. I remember like watching that like on repeat as a child. Like this is the greatest movie of all time. Godzilla. They're terrorizing Madison Square Garden. There's Baby Godzilla's eating popcorn. This is the best movie ever. And then I tried watching it again. I'm still trying to finish the movie. (laughs) I humbly have to bring this up. One of my favorite movies from the 80s with the great, incomparable Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wait, wait, wait. A great movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger? They're all great. They're all great. He's the best actor. Daniel Day-Lewis has got nothing on Schwarzenegger. His one-liners especially. But Commando. And... I watched the final fight scene again. Is that that clip you were showing me on YouTube that was just like the worst thing I've ever seen and I asked you yeah. why you took my life? Uh, yeah, I, I took, took like six minutes of your life yeah. that you will never Let get off back. some steam. Let off some steam. <laughs> That's the best part of the fight scene. But that movie's tough to watch. That looks like the worst movie of all time. No, it's one of the greatest and I challenge you to watch it. I want you to watch Commando. Okay, so first you took six minutes of my life that I'm never getting I'm back. I'm taking an you. hour and a half now. <laughs> And I'm, I want you to come back next week, and we're going to talk about it. And I want you to... Oh, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty tough to watch. But I really want you to give me your breakdown of it, because that movie was very important to me when I was young. Why? I don't know. <laughs> it's just Arnie kicking ass, saving his daughter, but like taking the... on a guy who looks like an even gayer Freddie Mercury. <laughs> You made me watch six minutes of it, and all I remember seeing is just, I can beat you! I can beat you, and he gets electrocuted, and it doesn't seem to phase him, he just keeps fighting. I feel like we should do that stunt, just like see if we can electrocute each other and just go, boof, the first punch, because that's obviously realistic, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd be willing to do it on air, let you taser me. (laughs) 
And then I'll try to punch my brother in the face yeah. or something while you're tasting it. I'll do it on air and you guys can hear everything. Because I don't think it's possible, but never know. Oh, but I challenge you to watch that movie and then we're going to talk about it. Because I know you're going to rip it apart. You are going to shred it. I made you watch Rocky. You shredded it. You picked out a scene in Rocky that I, I don't know if I ever liked it. I just never saw how creepy it was. He won't let Adrian leave his apartment. She's trying to tell him, I'm done. This date's done. It's time to go home. I, I, I'm, not com- I'm not feeling comfortable. He throws his arm in front of her, blocks the door, forces a kiss on her. She gives in eventually, but I think it was kind of... It wasn't rape, but it was close. <laughs> that wouldn't fly in the Me Too movement. This no, right? that movie's released. That, that guy, if that was a real-life scenario, the woman would have said that she was forced... And yep, and Rocky never would have fought Apollo. Yep, and <laughs> went on to all to do all these great yep. things. Then it would have been Apollo versus that Russian. <laughs> so th- that's how much you. Well, he did fight the Russian. <laughs> Apollo, <laughs> Apollo didn't do very well at that point. He's uh, no longer with us. As you can tell, this is how how, how much I've investment I put into these movies. Yeah. yeah. So, but Commando, please just watch it. I'd really like to have a discussion with you about. That. <laughs> The first scene in it, this isn't spoiling anything. He's out doing some logging in the woods. Don't know why. And he, his first scene, Arnie comes over a hill carrying an entire tree yeah. over his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. He could do that. Arnie could? Arnie can do anything. Yeah. I did, I did that last weekend. Yeah, but you're like Arnie. Yeah. So you must like, you're going to like Commando then. <laughs> <laughs> no, just watch the movie. I want your thoughts. All right. Should we keep Randy waiting any longer on this? Nah, I think he's waited long enough, but uh, we should probably ask him which movie he prefers, Commando or Godzilla. Well, right now, I can only say Godzilla, so... <laughs> so is, it, is, it, is it his favorite movie of all time or his favorite worst movie? Hey, I wonder what his favorite worst That's movie of all time is. That's what we should probably ask him is what is his favorite worst movie of all time, because that elicits the best results. Hello, this is Randy. Randy, good to hear your voice, buddy. Hey, yes, how are you doing? Not too bad, man. It's Thanks for making the time for us tonight. Oh, no, of course. I appreciate you having me on. We wanted our first podcast to have a big guest like you on there, and it's just surreal talking to you on the phone right now, man. I've been following you since before the Spartacus days. No way. Oh, when you used to put those videos on about your transformation, I've been absolutely following you that long, so I'm a big fan, man. Well, and Spartacus I, was 2010. That was my very first thing. Oh, yeah. I I can't remember how oh. I found you. I think I was through that. Well, we won't name him, but Matt Stoney. Oh, okay. His videos led to yours, and yes, I've uh, been a fan ever since. So I'm fanboying oh, out a little bit video. right now. Oh, okay. So. Well, cool. Well, hell, that's a long time. I appreciate it. Yeah, so let's let's get right into it, man. Um, know a little bit about you, and I know you played offensive lineman back in uh, high school, college. What was that like being a stud football player back in Missouri? Oh, I wasn't too much of a stud football player. I was bigger than a lot of people, but my dad didn't give me much speed. So I had to just work harder whenever I could, but also wasn't too much of a quick thinker, so that hurt me too. But <laughs> luckily, enough. when you're big in high school, uh, you're able to, to get in the way of people and look like you're doing something. I know you're doing the weight loss thing right now, but exactly how big are you? Because when you stand next to regular people, you look gigantic. Like are you, you look like you're seven feet tall. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that I'm kneeling in a lot of the challenges, and then they always wonder when I'm standing next to somebody in like a photo that's in a video or anything I post online, they're like, oh my gosh, how tall is he? But 
I've been uh, six foot five, I think, since like my junior year of high school. So I've been that tall a while. My weight just kind of depends on when you ask. Yeah, no, I know. And, and how can can you share with us? I know you're sharing it on your videos, but uh, how many pounds are you down right now? Oh yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, I started out at three hundred and seventy-three point nine, uh, which I was probably higher before I went to Italy with my sister. But we were walking like twenty-four thousand steps a day, so I think I lost quite a bit during that trip. But oh, wow. now I'm sitting right around a little under three hundred and thirty pounds, so I'm down about forty-five pounds. Well, congrats, man. That's huge. Hey, thank you. Yeah, it's been going well. It's a lot easier when you're just home by yourself with a with a rhythm and a uh, rituals and all that with some stability with everything. It's a lot harder to to try to eat healthy and and do everything right when you're on the road. Absolutely. I feel like I'm cheating. There's got to be days you take in 15 to 20,000 calories if you do two challenges in a day. Uh, let's see. I'd say I've beaten 10 a couple times, but uh, the, the 15 mark is, is really difficult to get to. Uh, I know uh, back when I was, when I turned 27, did you guys ever watch that birthday challenge video on my 27th birthday yeah. where I went to the 27 different places to eat free birthday food? Yeah, absolutely. I've seen it. It's, it's been a while, but yeah, I mean, I watch your videos oh, every yeah. day. So. It was a long time ago, but even those 22 meals that I ate, or the, not meals, but, but different treats and stuff, over the course of like 16 hours was only uh, like 16,000 calories, and that was some crazy stuff. Wow. So, uh, but no, I'd, I'd say I definitely hit the 10 mark a couple times. That's crazy, man. When I was trying to put on weight, I was taking in 3,000 and I thought that was a lot. So, how tall are you? Yeah, right around six feet. <laughs> and I'm not six five. Okay, okay. <laughs> He's the shorter of the two yeah. of us. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah I gained 100 pounds during uh, one of my high school years. So, I know all about pounds. that gaining weight, that's for sure. Uh, yes, yeah. My junior football season, I was 235, and then my senior season, I was playing around 335. Wow, you're a behemoth, man. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a couple different uh, fast food jobs that took the bulk of it. Luckily, my mom's uh, wallet, mom and dad's wallet didn't have to do too much. Fair enough. So, you stopped playing football. Are you still a big football fan? Uh, you know what? Actually, no, not at all. I'm like the exact opposite. Uh, I played one year of college football too long, and it kind of burnt me out on all of sports. The only thing I really watch these days is is darts <laughs> when I'm by myself, and then uh, when I'm with other people, I'll watch whatever games they're watching. But the only real football game I watch every year is pretty much uh, maybe one or two college football playoff games and then the, uh, the Super Bowl. Okay, good, because if you had said you're a Giants fan, we would have had an argument, I think. <laughs> A Giants fan? No, Good. I, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> no, I lived in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, actually, no, this is great to talk about. I lived in Kansas City for six years, so I was freely able to. I've, I've, while I'm from St. Louis, I've tailgated more Chiefs games than I have Rams games. Is so I right? was free and able to to not be a bandwagon fan and, and be for the be for the Chiefs this Super Bowl. See, you were worried about you being mad at him, and now I got to sit here going, oh. Yeah, those Chiefs beat my Titans. Now, now what am I going to do? Yeah, D- Dave's a Titans fan. So. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> so, well, uh, the the St. Louis Rams got you back when it was. The oh. Third, so. <laughs> We've just been Missouri's been beating you guys all around. Oh no. <laughs> he just he just died in his chair. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Randy. Hey, as long as you guys aren't Boston fans, you're all right with oh, me. Oh. <laughs> 
so I'll tell you this, Randy. My my mom is from Boston, and I am, even though I'm up here in Canada, I am a diehard Patriots, Bruins, Red Sox, and Celtics fan. So maybe we will have an. Argument. Oh, are you? Well, I don't take it back, but uh, you guys got some good teams, that's for sure. We'll just agree to disagree on that one. There you go. As as long as you guys aren't playing the Cardinals, you're fine. Okay, uh, we can definitely agree on that. Um, So before we we called you here, we were talking on air, and we were talking about our favorite, like, best worst movies. Like, uh, I'm a big fan of Commando from the 80s with Schwarzenegger or... uh, Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. Those movies are terrible, but I absolutely love them. And Dave was making well, fun I of I don't me. know about that. There's some arts to Roadhouse. Everybody oh. everybody should like that one. Yeah, if you don't like Roadhouse, it's your problem, in my opinion. I'm a huge fan. I, I do agree with that. Same with, like, Braveheart and a couple of those other oh, movies. Oh, yeah. D- Dave also mentioned uh, Godzilla from 1998 with, like, Matthew Broderick in it, how terrible the graphics were and everything. But, hey, we've all seen it. I have not actually seen that one. Oh, you haven't watched that? Well, I, I challenge you to watch that. You, it's, I saw the most recent one or whatever it is. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a piece of art compared to the one from the 90s. But here's the issue, though. It's like you've seen every movie known to man. I've seen Godzilla. I have not seen Roadhouse, and that's why I have to go watch Commando. Like Now there's going to be a list of movies that I need to sit back and watch. I agree, and Randy, I welcome you to make fun of Dave with me here. Uh, he hadn't seen Rocky. I actually had to give him my whole box set to take home and watch on his vacation. What about Over the Top? Nope. You've never seen Over the Top? Nope. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Randy, I think you just started a fight between us because I can't believe he hasn't seen Over the Top. All right, all right let me write this down. Over the Top. His name's Hawk. He's well, not... with Rockies, you got to watch a bunch. Over the top's just one. Oh, yeah. I got to add Roadhouse to that, too. It's Sylvester Stallone. Picture Rocky, but he's an arm wrestler. Oof. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's a masterpiece. That's where the hat turning around comes from. Is oh. that actually... Because you turn your hat around before every single food challenge. Wait. I'm I, Because I'm a fan, you don't turn your hat around yeah, if it's not... over the top. It's because over the top. So yes. you're becoming yeah, someone some else when you Pokemon, put... but it is definitely not. Ah! So I do know this: if you have to pay for that meal, if there's no way around paying for it, you will not turn your hat around because you don't turn into Atlas when. That is true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, typically nowadays, I always do just because even if the meal's not free, I'm still getting it free. And even when I lose challenges, I still usually get them free too. So oh, is that right? That's one of the benefits of having so much social media. Yeah. Well, back. especially in the United States, not always really in other in other countries. Oh, when you do like your UK tour and everything. Yeah, uh, places like the UK and stuff, they always have a joke that says uh, "deep pocket, short arms." Oh, they got the alligator arms. Yeah. No, there's places there's places where I've gotten like hundred dollar meals free, but had to pay like two dollars and thirty six cents for my drink. Oh, it always be. depends on just the place I'm at. Fair enough. So let's go back to the beginning. How did you discover that you could crush 10 pounds of food in one sitting? Like, it's just, it's well, just crazy. Well, I've always been able to eat. I mean, like, even even when I was gaining those 100 pounds in the year for football, I was eating, like, three double meat footlongs at, when I was working at Subway, like, every five-hour shift I was working. So I always knew that I was able to eat. But I did that Spartacus body transformation contest back in 2010. And then about three weeks before it was going to be all over, my buddy invited me to celebrate. 
the end of the diet and everything by doing this 28-inch pizza challenge with him called the Pointersaurus in St. Louis where we both grew up and went to school. Uh, but then we went to college together uh, in Springfield where I'm living at now. But uh, he had lost with his previous partner, and he knew that I could eat. So he's like, hey, try this with me. And then, yeah, exactly a week after I took my final photos, we did that challenge. And it's actually the 10-year anniversary is coming up this March 19th, 2020. Oh, wow. So um, that was my very first food challenge. And on the way home, I got ice cream and then ate a little bit of dinner with mom and dad. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm pretty good at this. And then also, I almost kind of saw it as like motivation to keep exercising because I was done with sports and everything and uh, needed a reason to keep on working out. Uh, So I knew that I would get big like I am now if I kept on doing the food challenges on weekends but didn't work out. So it was kind of like a motivation for that, too. A month later, after doing the first challenge, I did a 18-inch, almost deep-dish pizza in Jefferson City, Missouri. Uh, it was about a half hour and a half away from where uh, St. Louis is. And I was the first person out of over 120 people to win that. And I got a check for $450. So I knew I was pretty good then. And uh, everything just kind of went from there. Oh, wow. You start out every food challenge the same, pretty much, with AIDS, Randy Santel, Atlas, with Atlas and Zeus Promotions. Yeah, I think it took like 75 or 100 challenges or something to really get that all together. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I always do the same thing now. I think you covered this in a Q&A a while ago, but what is the story behind Atlas and Zeus Promotions? Because you're Atlas, and I'm assuming at the time your business partner was Zeus? Uh, well, that, <laughs> that's very lenient to call him a business partner. But uh, yeah, Dan, Dan, uh, the guy that I did the point of source with, uh, we were trying to think... Uh, I don't know. Was that television show uh, Jersey Shore popular in Canada? Yeah, my wife really enjoyed it. I've seen the odd episode watching it with her. It's kind of, you know, but yeah, it was pretty popular up here. Oh, I mean, yeah, a lot of people think it's dumb as heck. But uh, that was right around the time when the first season was popular before it got trashy. Not that it wasn't trashy at, at the start, but we were trying to think of cool competitive eating, like nicknames, like some of the, the big eaters had. So... We couldn't think of anything half as cool as the situation. So uh, Dan called me up one day and said, hey, I want to be Zeus. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, if you're going to be Zeus, I'll be Atlas. And so then uh, we played college football together. He was a linebacker. I was an offensive lineman. So then I found these, uh, the the original shirt. Uh, I had to get a bigger one. uh, But up until like when 201, I wore that same These Aren't Guns or Cannon shirt. Well, the original, I found them at Gordman's, which is a department store. Uh, in a lot of the big cities in the United States. I found two of those. I cut the sleeves off, and then in a big black marker, I put his football number from college on the back, and then Zeus on it, and then myself, mine, 59, and then Atlas on it, and then that was our uniform for the first two pizza challenges. So, And then he lost the second, which was an individual challenge. Uh, He wasn't able to finish, and then that was his last one. He's never done a food challenge since. I just thought Atlas promotion sounded really stupid, and I liked Atlas and Zeus because it had A and Z yeah, for the said. logo. Because I, I I wanted to do more than just food challenges because I was because I had won that contest. I was kind of getting into more of nutrition and health and stuff like that. So I had the logo designed and just everything went from there. It's actually a big joke with Dan and his wife. I was the best man in their wedding, and I'm the godfather to a second daughter who I get to see when I go home in like two weeks. And then they're uh, Rose and Eve is their names. But uh, we'll be going out for the 10-year anniversary. 
but uh, they joke sometimes. How's business doing? Do they need to call up the lawyer for his app? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but, I mean, and I've actually had a couple people tell me that I need to have Dan, like, sign something. But I was like, whoa, 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 you're thinking way too far into this. Dan has literally done nothing other than be the inspiration. <laughs> he wouldn't have a pot to pee in if he ever actually tried anything, which I know he wouldn't. It's always just a joke. So he's out, but... Do you, do you and Magic Mike travel everywhere together? Or Magic Mitch? Or sorry, I got his name wrong, didn't I? Oh, no, don't worry. He gets Magic Mike all the time. <laughs> uh, but, uh, well, we were. Uh, he's not doing as many food challenges these days. Uh, he's actually coming in for St. Patrick's Day. He comes in every year to spend it with my family. My mom's last name's Murphy. So we're in a big family. Uh, it's an area called Dogtown in the St. Louis area. But we're in a, a family parade every year on St. Patrick's Day. So he's coming in for that to do a couple challenges. So we'll talk about a couple things. But I don't know how many more food challenges he's going to do. I think he's getting back into it. But he went on all the major tours except for one in 2015 because uh, we were really low on money back then. And it's a lot, obviously, more expensive to have two of us on tour. But he's gone on pretty much all the big ones up until uh, he took the last half of last year off. But uh, he'll probably be on a couple more challenges this year, a couple more trips. Okay. When you do decide you're gonna, you're getting geared up, you're going on a tour. What, what's involved? This is kind of a two-hander. What's involved with your prep? Like, do you, do you crush a whole bunch of food? Like, I've heard guys eating a lot of food and they drink a gallon of water after to expand their stomach. Uh, you... Yes. Yeah. There's actually a whole bunch of tips on foodchallenges.com under the tips category under the uh, stomach training capacity. But I used to train different uh, than I do now. It's a little bit more half-assed now. But back in the day, I used to live, like I said, in Kansas City. I had There was a grocery store there with like a $6.99 uh, salad bar buffet. So I would just go there and just try to smash as much salad and fruit as I could just because it was high volume, lots of water, uh, lower calories. But then on top of that, once I got home, I'd let my stomach settle a little bit, and then I would drink a bunch of water just uh, give an extra stretch to the stomach. Uh, some people choose to do just liquid because it's uh, a lot lower on calories, of course, mostly just water. But if you drink too much or if your body's not feeling too good that day, uh, you can run into some issues, which is kind of dangerous. So definitely don't really preach or practice that myself. But um, yeah, mostly just food and water. Nowadays, I'll do like, I'll get I can write it off, so it's not a big deal. I'll buy like four uh, Subway sandwiches uh, for like 25 bucks or whatever it ends up being, and then I'll just smash those with a gallon of water as quickly as I can uh, with all the vegetables, usually about 20 to 25 minutes, and that usually gets my stomach ready. And if not, then I know I need to train again, and usually the second time that I do it, uh, I'm feeling good by then. So when, before you go on a tour or while you're on tour, do you – how often do you have to check in with a doctor just to make every, sure everything's working all right and you can actually do these challenges? Because I heard you did 46 challenges in five days in the UK. Or, sorry, 46 Wait. challenges in 45 days. My bad. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, definitely not what five superhuman, days. What superhuman do you think I am? That's amazing. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I did. I think, it, I think it was about 70 challenges in 78 days in 2015. Wow. 2015 was my, my busiest year. I did like 140. I got 143 victories. Wow. So I was 126 and 12 in 2019. But the good thing about the tours 
is that I never have to train only but once because I, I train for the first one, but then every challenge trains and keeps me stretched out and prepared for the next one. So, like, I'll, I'll, I'll train for this upcoming tour that starts on April 7th on, like, April 6th and maybe April 5th, but then I won't have to train again until the next tour starts uh, because I'll only have maybe at max a couple days off in between challenges, which is not enough time to let my stomach contract back to what it probably is now. I have to ask this. I've always wondered as long as I've watched you. you got to be the most p polite competitive eater I've ever seen in my life where you use a spoon. <laughs> you use a spoon. Well, you wipe your you, mouth. Thank you, thank you. you All these other competitive eaters, they, they just go in there like a barbarian. They use their hands. They dunk in the water. Why do you choose not to do that? Uh, I always try to uh, provide a, uh, the best viewership experience I can. And so if the man versus food guy, Adam Richmond, back in the day, had just sloppily ate everything like a pig at a trough, nobody would have watched it. Uh, he respected the food. He was kind to the restaurants, uh, always talked positive and everything like that. So not that uh, I was inspired by that. That's just an example. But I've always, yeah, just been tried to, uh, I won't sacrifice three. I would rather let three minutes extra go on the clock if I've got them available in order to have time to wipe my mouth and, and not look like a slob. I get a lot of crap from people about my knife and fork skills when I'm ever eating a big steak. But even with that, some people will just pick the steak up and eat it with their hands. I try to be as civilized as I can. Whenever I'm able to, I try to eat the food how it was intended. If it's too big, I'll, of course, break it down like I usually do in a lot of videos. But, yeah, I always try to make sure that everybody watching uh, enjoys it. Uh, same reason why I, I do talk sometimes a little bit too much in some of the videos, but also at the same time, nowadays we've got sometimes up to 50, 75, over 100 people at events. To just sit there and eat would be boring as hell. So I try to keep everybody engaged by by talking, giving time updates and stuff like that because there's, there's a timer for everybody on watching via the screen but not when you're in person. So everybody's just sitting there wondering what's going on. Nice. Uh, and if it's not like a late night challenge where a lot of people have been drinking, people aren't as loud. So I try to keep everybody engaged. That's one reason I don't really listen to music too much, just because I kind of felt like it separates me from my audience too much and uh, kind of drifts them away and makes them feel like there's a wall in between us with my headphones. I'm glad so you brought up the music. Um, oh, yeah. So there was a video... And again, I've seen all your videos. That's how I know this. You, one of your Q and A's, someone asked you what you listen to while you're eating, and you said Miley Cyrus. And I had a lot of trouble believing that this six foot five football player was banging Miley, not banging Miley <laughs> Cyrus, but head banging the headphones. Is that is that true? You listen hey, to Miley? Believe me, if that was happening, everybody would know it. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> but is that true? You listen to Miley Cyrus while you're eating? Uh, yes, yeah, I've been, well, uh, she's got my favorite song, so Party in the USA is my favorite song. It's uh, Kesha is actually my favorite singer, so I've been to Kesha three different times in concert. She's going to be touring around the United States this year. I'm hoping to catch her once or twice if my tour's in the same area. Wow. So, uh, Demi Lovato fan, uh, my, my number three girl, she doesn't really do too much anymore, but Avril Lavigne. Good old Canadian girl, <laughs> I love it. Yep, yep, yep. There you go. So to get back to the uh, 
eating techniques and you use utensils. I do have some M and M, some M and M on my playlist just to really man it up. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. Getting back to the utensils thing, if if you decided to employ the same techniques as say Matt Stoney or uh, Joey Chestnut, and you went one on one with them, how do you think you'd do? Uh oh no, I mean uh, for uh, uh, well Matt's uh, not in his prime anymore. Uh, I don't know because uh, like he doesn't get up to the sixties or whatever like the hot dogs that he did when he beat Joey that one year. Right. But obviously Matt would still definitely win. Uh, but yeah, no, especially for Joey because uh, Joey's, I mean, kind of always in his prime, as long as his body weight is, is where it needs to be. But, no, it's, it's the same with Molly, too. But, I mean, for a 10-minute contest, I would need all three of those people to choke for about six of the minutes in order to win. See, I figured you'd stomp both of them if you actually, because you destroy every record almost that you challenge. So I figured you'd beat those guys if you actually ate like a slob like they did. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, let's see. No, I mean no. I wouldn't even come. I wouldn't come. I wouldn't even come close. I think you're too modest. Uh, there's a guy that's really good right now named Jeff Esper. Uh, he beats Joey every now and then. Uh, well, really in a lot of things other than hot dogs. But uh, no, those guys are on a whole nother level. So okay. uh, I mean, hell, you watch enough videos, you've probably seen me. If you watch enough videos, you've probably seen me lose to like 30, 40 people. I've seen you lose. It's not so, very often with the amount of videos you put out. But yeah, I've seen you lose, but. That's when you've done a food challenge for lunch or something. So that's not fair. No, 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 no. I'm saying where I don't beat the guy that I'm eating with. Oh, okay. F yeah, fair enough. You have been up against some speed eaters. I'll give you that. Yeah, like when whenever I go against, not I'm not saying against. That's not the right word. Whenever I'm collaborating and doing a food challenge alongside, like Bob Shout, Joel Hansen, uh, a lot of those guys, they always win. And if or same with Brandon, the garbage disposal. Uh, if we ever tie, it's because they're sandbagging and letting me keep up with them. <laughs> what plate, guys? So, but it, it's 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 all about the victories. I, I told I was on a uh, uh, talking to some people the other day, and I don't care if I'm one hundredth out of one hundred and four, as long as we all win the food challenge. That's what matters. I think you're too nice. Now I got. I well, no, I I think that a lot of people are just missing something. I, uh, I don't really do this to be the number one professional eater, competitive eater in the world. What I'm doing is I'm building my social media, my platforms, and my community for when it comes time to switch over uh, to being a dietitian. Because uh, when the when the day t comes where I pass the test and become a dietitian, I'll be the number one dietitian in the world on social media, which will be a lot of uh, opportunity. And uh, I'll be able to get my book out and uh, everything else that I'm working on. So uh, in the future, I won't be known as the, the food challenger. There will be a lot more to it than that that everybody's going to find out about. It's just more behind the scenes now. I think you're selling yourself short on number one dietitian on YouTube because you lost how much weight in, in elementary school on Weight Watchers? Was it 20 or 25 pounds? Well, the, the reason I say dietitian is because dietitian is a protected term. So if I tried to call myself a dietitian right now, I could get a lawsuit uh, by the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. But you do have a degree so, in it, don't uh, you? I do, yes. But I think it's the same in Canada. In order to be a dietitian, you've got to get a degree uh, from an accredited university, and then you've got to do a 1,200-hour dietetic internship, which Joel Hansen is actually just finishing up there. Uh, he's been doing one up in Ontario. Uh, area Hamilton, I think it is. 
because uh, he came up and he came over and met up with me when I was in the Buffalo area. But then you got to pass the credentialing test. Then you're certified, able to call yourself a dietitian. So I won't be able to do that until like 2022. I don't start my dietetic internship until August of next year, 2021. I'm committed full time to doing all the food challenges until then. And I also I also read that you uh, you have another degree in construction management. You did it for what was it seven eight years. Yep, yeah, that was in 2008 while I was playing uh, college football. And then I, I moved up to Kansas City uh, to start a job in construction. And then I retired from that October 26, 2013, to focus full-time on everything I was doing with foodchallenges.com and then all of the, uh, all the food challenges. Wow, you've done, a lot of, you've done a lot of things, and I think you're younger than I am. Aren't you in just the early 30s? Uh, yeah, 33 and a half. Yeah, that's unbelievable, man. I always... My sister and I still celebrate half birthdays, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> we always message each other on our half birthday. So mine's easy to remember. It's uh, Christmas Eve, January twenty fourth. Oh, that's really easy. Wow. So I get, let's let's set the let's set the scene here. You've got you've got your option of what food you want to pick and what opponent you're. At. I know you don't like to compete against anybody, but you you got it. You got to pick an opponent to go against them. So who would you pick? And what food would you pick to take them down? Oh, well, I don't really think it would be to take them down. I just miss them and want to eat with them again. Uh, Dr. Ramsey, the Mantis Hilton, is one of my favorites. Oh, Mantis, uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're pretty competitive in uh, quantity and speed. So he's always fun to eat with. Uh, and he's got a, a lot of food challenge wins as well. So it's always good to see him. But let's see. Uh, he whooped me in a nachos challenge, so we won't do that. But I think it, I think it would be, uh, well, let's see. He beat me in the nachos. I beat him in a burger at 80-ounce thing of beer. So uh, let's see. I would say like a hot, like a specialty hot dog competition or a bunch of tacos. I think that would be fun. Challenges with variety. Okay, fair enough. I've always had the dream of you taking on the, well, I'm sure you know who he is, Canadian boy Furious Pete. I'd love to see you have a do a YouTube challenge with him. Yeah, no, that uh, definitely isn't going to happen, unfortunately. You know all about him, right? Not too much. I know he's he's fighting uh, the battle with cancer right now, but other than that, I don't. Yes, yeah, yeah he's, he's had that come back like five times. So, no, he's, he's not really doing anything regarding eating anymore. He kind of stopped that, like, uh, I would say almost 2012. Yeah, it was, uh, it was any, a while ago. Any eating he did. When he was in his prime, though, no, he was he was very fast. So he's done some. He's got some. I used because I used to watch his videos back when I first started until like uh, early 2011. I used to watch his eating stuff. But no, he was he was great. But no, I've never really actually. Uh, same with Matt. Uh, I, I back in the day, I tried to message him and and collab and stuff, but never really got a response. Oh, Matt Stoney. Yes. Yeah, I've got about uh, 10 emails and messages into him, but I've only been replied to like twice. So, but well, I'm just going to go MVP. ahead and say I, I think you're a better competitive eater than him, so he shouldn't be big-timing you. Oh, no, I don't mind it. <laughs> I always wanted to find out the actual reason. Uh, Matt Spinoni actually started out in dietetics uh, before he his channel started blowing up, and then he, he left school to, to just focus on all the eating. But I don't really know what his plans are for after, because can't eat forever. Especially with all those 10 million, 
those like 11 million subscribers. I don't know what he plans to do uh, once he's all done with it. Because, uh, I mean, that would be very sad to just see all those just kind of go by the wayside. Yeah. After I mean, all that work that he's put he's, into it. He's got a huge following. I don't know how he stays like 140 pounds all the time with the amount of food he eats, but that, that alone is impressive. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I get, I get questions about all that a lot because, like, Eric, the electric, uh, Beard Meets Food, and everybody, uh, I gain all kinds of weight, of course, but then a lot of the other guys pretty, stay pretty consistent. But people compare us, not thinking about Randy does, like, six to seven food challenges a week when he's on tour, and we post four videos a week as compared to one or two from the other channels. It's, of course, going to be a lot easier to maintain uh, when you're not traveling around just doing one or two challenges a week from home. I mean, when I'm on my tours, there's some times where I spend like 20 to 30 hours in a week just driving. So and then between all the time I spend on the social media to keep all that going and, and everything else, I mean, there's not a whole lot of time left for working out. No, I think, didn't you just surpass a million followers on Facebook? On Facebook, yeah, we're at nine hundred and forty-two thousand, I think, on YouTube. Yeah, so. you're getting close to that mark uh, too. So, congrats on that, man. That's huge. Hey, thank you. Yeah, been been doing it uh, almost ten years now, so it's been been a long time. That's one of the sad things. Uh, a lot of people uh, they start out doing uh, challenges or something like that. Now they're like, "Oh, how did you get that big?" I'm like, "Well." It's been 10 years, and they just started, and they're already wanting to see results like we got, which, like, we have, but I didn't, I mean, hell, uh, Mitch worked for, like, two years for, like, no money. I lived with mom and dad for three years. Uh, once all my construction money that I had made and saved up ran out, so uh, it, took a, it took a long time, a whole lot of work to get to where we're at now, so it's hard to portray that to people that haven't been following and watching for as long as uh, people like you have. So, and for uh, touring, do you ever plan on doing a Western Canadian tour, like coming to Calgary, that's where we're at, uh, British Columbia and those uh, places? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be uh, doing, um, my goal is to get to all of the provinces again. Uh, well, not again, but all of them for sure, but the ones I've already been to, I want to get there again. Maybe not Newfoundland and Nova Scotia and all that, Prince Edward Island, that'd be great. But I don't really know of too many food challenges. I want to get to Halifax, I think. But uh, as far as the ones I haven't been to, I'm definitely wanting to get there. So, yeah, I'll get to Montreal. Or not Montreal. Where would you guys say you're at? Uh, Calgary. Yes, yeah, Calgary, Winnipeg. Uh, I just added a food challenge to the database today from Saskatoon. So, yeah, no, I definitely want to get to all those places. Uh, hopefully, if not in 2020, during the first uh, half of 2021. Just got to make sure I, I go during some good weather. <laughs> yeah, well, despite what some people think, it, it does get nice in Calgary and Canada. Like it, it gets to be, what, plus 30 Celsius here sometimes? It's nice. It's not uh, It's not cold all the time. Ew, the C word. I know. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what that is in the F word. <laughs> yeah. We, I, I mean, I understand kilos and everything, but I never understand the kilos. Celsius means just nothing to me. <laughs> it's so, it's uh, hot. <laughs> like, people will say something in Celsius, I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. No idea what it means. Well, I'm I know just there's gonna... a 32 in the formula, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. 
So getting back to the Calgary thing, I'm just gonna, I know you don't like competing against someone, but if you ever come to Calgary, I'd like to eat against you. He's going to whoop your butt. He probably will, but <laughs> he'll make me better. And there's a few burger challenges here that I'd, I'd love to eat against you with if you come to Calgary. All right. Well, it would be fun to collab. I would, I would do that. That sounds great, man. So, yeah, no, we have quite a few subscribers in Calgary. Uh, like I said, I just haven't been able to get there. I know uh, did a bunch of challenges in the Vancouver and BC area. Just got to get a little bit east now. Yeah, well, we're looking. We, we, Calgary loves you, man. We'd love to have you here. All right. Well, I appreciate it. So, yeah, the goal is to get to, uh, like, country's number keeps going up. Uh, I think now it's at 50, but I've been finding out about challenges in, like, Latvia and all these crazy places. It might bump up to 55 before I'm all done. I'm not sure. Well, so how many T-shirts do you have now? Uh, you know what? I don't know. All I know is that I've got, uh, let me see. Let me do the math. I've got... I'm going to trust a calculator. I have times four. I've got 190 gallons of shirts. 190 gallons of shirts. Yes. Yeah, I've got four 45-gallon tubs at my mom and dad's house. All of the shirts are rolled up and compacted and just shoved all together, along with all, like, the hats, hoodies. Uh, some newspaper articles and other stuff that I've got. So, I, uh, yes, everything gets stored in mom and dad's basement. And they are fully aware that if they ever gave away the shirts, they would never hear from me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got some of that kind of stuff in my mom's basement, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, no, I, I, I told her that one day. I said, Mom, I, I know that this isn't a worry, but I've got, like, two or three friends where their mom and dad just, like, threw out their stuff without even asking because it's been sitting there forever. I just want you to know that if you ever get rid of that t-shirt collection, <laughs> I'm going to be off the well, out of everything completely. <laughs> so, so think about that before you do it. And she's like, oh, I believe you. Don't you worry. <laughs> One of the things that always frustrates me is there's people that tell me I should donate the shirts to charity. And I always tell them that the shirts, the, the collection that I have spent over like 120 grand on from all the different trips I've done and stuff, those shirt prizes are never going to sit next to, uh, on a shelf for a quarter or 50 cents with Super Bowl shirts from three years ago of the team that didn't win. <laughs> so That's fair. And that, I respect that. That's, those, are, those are your trophies. I still have all my hockey trophies from back in the day, so it makes sense to me, man. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, we don't want to take too much more of your time here, man. We really appreciate everything. Uh... Oh, no, I appreciate you having me on the inaugural episode. This has been a lot of fun. I appreciate how long you've been watching. That's incredible. Yeah, big fan. I, uh, my, my wife always says that. How do you sit there and watch someone just eating? And I'm like, well, it's, not, it's more than just eating. It's, it's the character. It's, it's Randy. It's, it's you we watch. It's not the food. So thanks Hey, for... I appreciate that. Yeah, I always, I always know that somebody just watches recreationally something about how all he's doing is eating i'm like do you think i've gotten over a million followers because i just eat there's a lot more to it than that buddy absolutely there is and i know i i thank you for all the free entertainment man it's been uh it's been a great ride so far oh no i you you pay with your time that's all i that's all i ask and i appreciate it so but yeah my favorite thing is when i'm doing a lunch and uh, there'll be people come up to me that have been watching for a while 
and they just say, I just had to explain to my coworkers that I'm taking a long lunch today because I'm going to a restaurant to watch somebody eat. <laughs> and you should have seen their faces when I told them that. They had no idea what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Well, not everyone understands the, uh, the art and magistry of the competitive eating. Hey, there's a, there's a lot more to it than, uh, than a lot of people think. There's a reason about 90% of people fail food challenges is because they don't win before they begin. They wake up one day saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to try a food challenge. But there's, they learn the hard way that there's a lot more to it. Yeah, I've tried one and I failed. Yeah, I'm, I'm a win one. <laughs> it, was, yeah, it was a breakfast challenge and I... Uh... Well, heck, you've, you've, let, you've let go your secret. I'm more than happy to take you on in a contest now. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm hustling you. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, yeah. I left all the hash browns till the end, which are the heaviest part on this breakfast challenge, and they took me over. I couldn't finish the hash browns. That's what killed me. Well, if you don't like hash browns or you can't eat hash browns, don't eat that freaking breakfast I did in the Toronto area. Uh, Kingston or something, maybe? I remember uh, that Mo's one. family, Mo's breakfast, uh, they freaking gave me a whole like potato field of hash browns. And I think they did to Joe as well, if I remember right, watching his video. A lot of times you leave all the breads and heavy stuff till last. Doesn't isn't that make it harder? Because I mean, that's like putting a brick uh, in well, your stomach. Well, no, it always depends. There'll be some times where I eat the fries earlier on, but it all depends on on the consistency and everything. So there's a couple articles on uh, under the under the tips category on foodchallenges.com about that. Same with answering the question people always ask about why I drink diet soda. But it all depends on, uh, like, let's say a pizza or a burger or something like that. I typically go for the proteins first and then the carbs later. Because the proteins, the burger, the cheese on the pizza, whatever, when all that's fresh and hot out of the oven or whatever it's being cooked in or on, it's juicy. It's moist. It goes down easy. It's flavorful. It's delicious. Once that cools down, it not only diminishes some of the flavor – but also the juices dry up, so that makes it harder to eat. So that's that's why you get like the the burger or the steak. You want it medium rare because you want all those juices in there. It makes it easier to eat. You don't need to uh, use all the extra liquids that could fill up your stomach. So the fries, whether they're cold or hot, and sometimes even when they're cold, they'll get a little bit mushy. That makes them easier to eat. Uh, and once you pair it up with the diet soda, it goes down quick. So, but like bread. The bread starts out usually the same temperature, not like really hot or anything. So the consistency doesn't really vary whether you eat it within the first 10 minutes or the last 10 minutes. Wow. There's a real science to it, isn't there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because most people think you just so it, it food all depends on glass. the bread, too. Because like if it's, if it's sourdough bun or something like that, you just got to say this is going to suck and, and hope for the best. Or else rye bread... I've done a couple uh, at, like, Jewish places and stuff where they have rye bread uh, with, like, corned beef and all that. With, like, I think I've done, like, two, two sandwiches challenges with, like, two pounds of rye bread. It was miserable. Just, you got to get the jaw ready. Hopefully you have some jaw endurance. And uh, you just got to eat, eat, eat. Chew, chew, chew. Same with a really crusty pizza. If it's a thick crust pizza or something like that where the, it's going to be pretty doughy and, and chewy, 
your jaw is going to be hurting just like an overcooked steak. Yeah, you're going to crush me if we <laughs> because I would just put the plate in front of me and go crazy. Just eat whatever I could as fast as I could. But wow, there's a real science to it. Well, one of the problems when I do stuff with uh, newer people, beginners, is they get caught up in the moment and they try to keep up. Which, if your body's not really adapted and ready for all that, it uh, doesn't really know how to cope with it. So you can be more prone to throwing up or choking or something. So that's one thing. Whatever I don't really do too much anymore. Uh, but when I when I do stuff with somebody that hasn't really done that much, I always coach them with that. Is hey, move at your own pace. Yeah, start out fast, but don't try to keep up. Just just play your own game and, and do your best. Wow, words to live by. <laughs> I gotta stop being so competitive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter if you're keeping up with other people in life. It's that you're doing your best. Love Always it, throw strikes. So, last question for you. And if you've posted okay. this on YouTube or your social media, I must have missed it. You've been without a vehicle for a while. And you said you were buying okay. or you bought one and you were going to tell us what it was. Can, can we have the exclusive? What did you buy? Oh, my goodness. That's far from exclusive. I think I've posted like eight times about it. Okay, then I've been uh, out of the game for a bit because I missed that. Oh, no, you're good. It is a 2014 Dodge Ram cargo van. Oh, so wow. it is, it's, got a, it's got a tradesman package, uh, so there's no seats in the back. It's just a two-seater. Uh, by Dodge Ram, and then the whole back, uh, the whole back is just like a, a metal thing with three nice big compartments for storage and all that, but then it's big enough to where I'll be able to take it on my trips with me, I'll be able to sleep in it when the conditions are right, and then most importantly for my weight, I'll be able to bring my spin bike with me, so oh, wow. I'll be able to, yeah, I'll be able to do some workouts and stuff in addition to uh, I know they have some Planet Fitnesses up in Canada, but I've got a membership for there for, like, showers, and then I can do weights and stuff there, too, when I want. But, yeah, I'll be able to bring my bike and then all the store stuff and everything like that. So, it's a 2014. I had about 109,000 miles. So, uh, I need it to last about three years, which I, I think it will do that. That's really impressive. I, as successful as you are, I was picturing maybe an F-150 raptor or some big fancy truck but you still went with a vehicle that just makes the most sense for your career that's very impressive oh yeah yeah no i've never i've never been uh i've never been a status person so i i, I was a little bit materialistic back when, in my younger years but since like 2013 when i've really been focused on growing all my stuff uh, i never call myself one but my lifestyle is kind of similar to that of a minimalist all of the stuff in my house has a purpose I don't, I don't, uh, I mean, my identity isn't, isn't based on what vehicle I drive or what home I live in. So no, I always try to make the best business decision with, with whatever I'm doing. Could have said it better so myself. It, it, wow. I, I definitely, I definitely didn't buy it to get the lady. That's <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, since you bring that I, up. I put, uh, oh, oh, this, this, well, this is one of the, the thing that I've been getting made fun of is that it's, it's, it looks just like a, a minivan. But all of the back windows are gone, and now they're just white plates, which is going to be awesome because I'll be able to sleep with like hardly any light and stuff coming through. But it, it definitely looks just a bit sketchy. So, uh, <laughs> people think people you're have been saying that I need to put something? a sign that says free candy <laughs> on it and stuff like that. Wow. Or like I was, I was joking with somebody that I date one time, I'm going to pick a girl up. 
and have a bag of plastic and a chainsaw in the back. <laughs> oh, you got to put that on YouTube. If you do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that would be funny. Just have a bunch of cameras in it and uh, have them look back and get like their face and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so you bring up ladies. I think the, all of your fans and they want to know, uh, what is your lady situation right now? Are you single? Are you looking? Are you... Oh, my God. No, it's, it's non-existent. Uh, I've been single since 2012, and you can probably count the number of dates I've been on with just two hands. So get... I'm very focused on all of the stuff that I'm doing, and as much traveling as I'm doing, uh, it wouldn't really be suitable to date somebody with, let's say, a 9 to 5 or something like that. So, so I wouldn't really see them that much. And when I'm on my trips, I'm focused on the trips. I don't want to be, it's not really too convenient to have to call back to somebody and see how they're doing all the time. Okay, because that, that was going to be my next question. When I played hockey, we had things called puck bunnies, and they really liked hockey players. And I'm going to coin this term now. I just made it up. Do you, do you not get food floozies on the road that want to uh, meet you after the, your contests and fans and all that? Uh, no. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe that might get better now that I'm a little bit thinner. But um, while uh, the 306-pound Randy, hell no. <laughs> Fair enough. But... Your focus Hell just takes over there, right? Do what? Your focus just takes over. It's not on the ladies. It's about winning. Oh, yeah. No, it's about uh, I'm on a mission wherever I'm on tour, and I focus on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've got more help, more people on the team this, this tour, so I'm going to have more time for exercise and stuff. But, uh, I mean, there's we don't get 100 people at events just by, by hopes and prayers. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. So we got to make sure that everybody knows through all the different social media, always questions to answer, always going through the DMs and emails and all that, uh, trying to keep the schedule up to date as possible. So there's all kinds of stuff to it all, and that's for sure. So we kind of did get an exclusive. Any female listeners out there, Randy is single. Reach out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, my, uh, on, on that note. What I, what, I learned in, what I learned while I was in Italy is that I'm hoping that my wife's Romanian. I met like two or three Romanians in Italy, and I was like, oh my gosh. I told Shelly, I said, I'm going to just hand that girl a green card. How do you get those? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh my gosh, you are so stupid. <laughs> Man, it's been amazing talking to you. Thank you for taking this time to speak with us. All right, and then, yeah, next, uh, well, not next time, but when I finally make it to Calgary, uh, yeah, it's, it's me and you, mano y mano, burger challenge time. I am all in, buddy. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> well, start training now. Oh, I will. Sounds of it. You I, need I got, it. I got lots of room to grow right now. I'm only about 185 pounds, so I got some room to grow. Oh, right, well, there you go. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. All right. Hey, thanks again. You guys have a good night. Yeah, stay you in too. touch, bud. We'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Views from the Chesterfield. Tune in next week for another great show. You can download us at podcast.com or iTunes or wherever you'll find podcasts. Follow me at VFTC Daryl. And me at VFTC Dave. This has been Views from the Chesterfield. Yay.